Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 and 8. Look at what the Bible says. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. So the next verse, which is verse 8 and the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Praise the Lord. Please take your seat. Implications for location. You and I will agree from this test that man is not self-made. That the Lord God formed man and breathe the breath of life which was his own life into the man and based on that principle alone these two fundamental dynamics that the formation of man was beyond the man that was formed he was a product of someone and the life that was in the earthen man in the man who was flesh formed by someone was also not a life that belonged to the man but belonged to the manufacturer the maker the creator so two things one man is someone's product the life in the man is also someone else's what life same person the creator therefore since the creator both created and gave life to this man, man did not have any ground to make a decision in terms of where he should live and how or what it takes for him to blossom. So when you look at the verse 7, it talks about God creating and breathing into the man. Established there. Verse 8. The creator who formed man and gave his part of his life. Or all of his life. He put a portion into the man. Now also determined where that man should live. In order for that man to be functional. As he had in mind when he was creating that man. Are we clear? So it is not right. It is dangerous for man to decide where he wants to live. Because where man should live is the sole decision of the one who created and deposited his life. I mean, if for nothing at all, even if you think God is stupid, he has been running with his own life for all that time that God had existed. 
and knew that certain environments will not allow the life in him which he had imparted into the man to blossom. Just believe in that wisdom of the one who made. That's why when you buy medicine, they will tell you that it will be properly kept under refrigeration because you have not made one medicine. And if you like, don't keep it under refrigeration. You will see. You will see your level clear that there's a difference between the producer or the manufacturer of medicine and the taker, the client. So it is God's spirit in us. And he says that for you to function well, according to his making and his will, you need to be in a certain environment. And that the choice for that environment is not yours. It's his. So he chooses where we should stay. Because there are implications for location. And he chose not to put man in the sea. He put him in a garden. East of Eden. In a garden. East of Eden. Not west of Eden. Not south of Eden. Not north of Eden. That is, God found an appropriate location for the man he had made out of clay and the man that he had put his spirit in, that this is the place that will work for you. When a child is born, maybe premature, they decide not to put the child in the regular condition that adult functioning. Sometimes take the child to the nickel and they put the child under... Um, infrared machines, put them in incubators, and all of that because you have to understand that everywhere will not allow you to survive. And the creator knows where you will survive per time. And you need to align. Align to his will. To lead you in order for you to function. And you read and find out that the moment Adam and Eve were taken out of the garden, their struggles began. They were so comfortable in the garden because that was ordained for them. It was appointed. Once they threw them, God threw them out of the garden... Sweat began, for the first time we are hearing tons and testicles. For the first time we are hearing miscarriage. For, uh, no, no, of course, maybe not miscarriage, but we are hearing you struggle in delivery of children. For the first time we are hearing that the ground is cursed. <laughs> so we have a blessed land and a cursed land. Are you here? Your ordained garden is a blessed land for you. And everything is there. I mean, if you go back to the other series I've done some years ago, you find out that there was a river in the garden that burst into four streams that, were, that was watering the garden fully. Adam's food was on ground before he was put there. God had already determined that putting you in the keeper's house and the garden is a prototype of the church. And so God decides to put you in the church before your family. Yes, listen to it first if you are a believer. If you are a natural man, it's your family first before the church. But if you are a believer, it's the church because that is God's family. The household of faith first before your natural household. 
That's why when he called Abraham, he called him out of his house. He said that, and he showed him a city that was not built with the hands of men. And there, from, from that time, it is that city that is the point of reference for this great Abraham, not his father's house. There, is, there are certain commentators on social media. You see, oration and oratory um, gimmicks, if you like, even um, expertise, if you like, when somebody is very good in speaking and they are persuasive, it's not equal to truth. We will learn that God made man and designed a certain pattern for man to function in. And until we follow that pattern, any other thing is arrangement of man. We have to follow the arrangement of God. Praise the Lord. That's why it doesn't matter who is preaching what. The Bible is still the standard. It's still the standard for measurement. An elder can preach falsehood momentarily. It doesn't make them a false prophet because you can miss it. We are all learning. But <laughs> it's not in the mouth of anybody. You can miss it. Peter Crown missed it before. And he was corrected. Charlie, you don't do that. Don't try it. Don't, don't try to bring segregation here. And we are this, we are that. Because in Christ, there is neither Jew nor Gentile. So that's why Bible is also careful to say that don't bring an elder to disrepute. And don't rebuke an elder. And not because the elder too is learning. Are you here? So we thank God for the great men of God who have been teaching over time. And all of that. But we have seen also a generation coming up. And it's like everybody wants to trend. So they just pop, 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 like that. Hey, Charlie. God was there before man came home. You can see that man was formed by God. <laughs> and the food of the man, everything is powerful. Is it powerful? Tell somebody there are implications for your location. When you are a married woman, there are implications for your location. When you are a married man, there are implications for your location. In real estate, they say the first key word is location, location, location. Location is important. Even when you are a carrier of the spirit, location is what? Important. There are certain locations that will enhance your greatness in certain locations will inhibit your, your greatness. And so you need to get to that point where you stay where God wants you to stay. If you miss that, you miss a lot of things. Praise the Lord. So this is the foundation for what I want to be teaching for the next few weeks. Yes. There are some men who leave their marriage when they are not supposed to leave. And there are some women who leave their home when they are not supposed to leave. And they go and be with another person that has not been sanctioned for them. Hey. You, you need to tell somebody, you need to be where God wants you to be. 
Because there are implications for where you are and who you stay with. Is it powerful already? The book of Romans says in the 8th chapter, the 14th verse, that every child of God has this remote sensor. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. People who are sons of God are not just people who have received Christ, but people who are leadable, having the mindset of yieldedness to be led. So, there are some people who have received Christ, but cannot be led and will not be led by the Spirit of God. Those ones cannot categorize themselves as what? Sons of God. That's why somebody can receive Jesus and still be an arm robber. He can't be led. Because you see that straight away, receiving Jesus, you receive a capacity to be led out of sin. But when the spirit is leading them out of sin, they decide that I will not be led. My father used to see a a sheep and will say that them igwani oya punching this sheep is a goat because even though outwardly it's a sheep but all the NCA, the behavior is that of what a goat because he will not be led a christian should be led not by him or herself not even by the pastor. Under the New Testament, New Covenant, the one who pastors a believer is the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. In the Old Testament, it was prophets and priests and all of that. But I'm going to show you some things. Let's take it line by line. The believer must be led by the Spirit. Must be what? Must be led by the Spirit. So if you cannot be led... You cannot enter into the fullness of the stature and the blessing that has been designed on the table of redemption. Because the blessing is not just a deposit into your life. The blessing is also a leading into. Look at what the Bible said in Hebrews. It says that there remaineth rest for believers and we labor into his rest so the rest is then we labor into it and you must labor in direction labor in leading labor you must be led into the rest so you can't just have the rest you have to be led into the rest praise the lord when you are leading yourself, it's equal to nowhere. When you are leading yourself, it's equal to stress, not rest. Leading yourself is equal to disaster. 
David said, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me, lead me, lead me. Are you here at all? The steps of a righteous man, a good man, they are led, ordered by God. He said, you will hear a voice behind you. Use this path. It's the right path. A believer that cannot be led is going nowhere. And that is why your ability to be led is your greatest asset as a believer filled with the spirit. Point is, what is the essence of being filled with the spirit and you can be led? What value is water when you drink it and it kills you? You know, some people can't drink some amount of water in a day. Even though many of us are asked to drink certain bottles of water, liters of water in a day. Some people, they have to be drinking it in a, in a particular measure. Because even though water is generally healthy for everyone, it will, it will make them suffer. Hey! So what is the essence? What is, what is the value of water to such a person? When the Holy Spirit is in you, and he's supposed to be your guide, your guard. He's supposed to lead you. He's supposed to show you. He will take what is of me and show you. He's supposed to comfort you. And he cannot do all of that in you. What's the essence of he being in you? Hey. So, I know that our generation, especially when the COVID hit hard, we all went home and started doing church from the house. And for so many people, they can just do their own home church. We will see whether if that one too is in the Bible. Because the church in the Bible had redrawn, regrouped, and had gone into hiding. And they came back. They had gone into... Because, so the COVID happening and making us go indoors. It has happened before. The church and the persecution, they are just in the room. But after a while, they come out. So for you to say that the lockdown, I could pray my prayer in the room, do this thing. and The church came out. Because the mandate of the church was not indoors. The mandate of the church was outward. On the missions field. The mandate God gave them as a church was for different people of different cultures to gather together and fellowship and raise different tongues that became one tongue, one tongue and tribe before God. So, during the COVID, a lot of philosophies also came up. How people can self-lead, self-pastor, and all of that. But you need to always fact-check or to-check with what the Bible says. With what? It's powerful. I, I'm not preaching anything. I, I'm, I'm just saying some things in the Bible to you. <laughs> that there are implications for your location. And the Holy Spirit leads children of God to where they have to be. So if you cannot be led to where God wants you to be per time then you have missed God in the first place because God will not be staying. Where he's leading you, he's going. And so 
if you are leading yourself, it means that you have missed God. A person, even if the church, you don't think the church is powerful, and God has led the person there, he's going to bless the person there. Regardless of what you think. If God led the person there. And in the Bible, you see that God had left, led many people into places based on his own wisdom and will. So, so let's look at a few things in the Bible. I, I'm not just, just a few. We have, it's, tell somebody there are implications for your location. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, let us situate into this discourse, the essence of church from God's perspective, as the Apostle Paul speaks to Timothy in his letter. Here, Apostle Paul says, But if I tarry long, thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. So here, Apostle Paul is telling them that he's going to come, but sometimes he had wanted to go to maybe Thessalonians and he was hindered. Issues can come up. But if, and he's writing to Timothy, if he tarries long, he's writing them the letter he wrote them so that they will know how they ought to behave themselves in the house of God. They will know that you, you see, one of the reasons why I teach the way I teach is the Bible. Because some of the things that I teach, some people are afraid to teach, even though it's the Bible. And the way we are afraid to teach sometimes is because we are afraid that we'll be bashed. But see, spiritual truth is parallel. Paul is telling Timothy that even though grace is on ground, people know how they ought to behave themselves in the house of the Lord. So we should be teaching people how to behave themselves in God's house. Please, you have to understand that it's not pastor's house. It's not man's house. It's God's house. It's whose house? And God's house is not a normal house. First of all, God is a spirit. And he's the father of all spirits. So, even if you are a Satan incarnate, and you enter into God's house. You have entered into the house of your boss's boss. And you ought to know how to behave yourself in that house. Like you enter the flat house now. You ought, that's why there is a whole detailed protocol. On even how to get there. Where to sit. Yeah, and you can't go near the president putting your hand in your pocket or somewhere. You'll be gunned down. 
you need to know, you ought to know how to behave yourself. You can die a foolish person if you don't know how you ought to behave yourself in a certain house. So we don't come to church and say that where the present spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So, so what? <laughs> you ought to know. And your liberty is built on your knowing of what ought to be done in that house. It's not built on your basa basa life or what you deem fit. It's built on what is deemed fit by the system and structure of the house you find yourself in. Are you here? You can't go to somebody's house and you just go and sit in any chair. That's why you must be you must be seated by the host. You, when you go, you just don't walk and go and sit. Doing that means you are just a child that has not been trained. Because you must be offered a seat. And it is not every seat there that can be occupied by strangers. Not even members of that house. There are seats reserved for mother, father. For Are you here? Are you, are you, are you sure you are here? So you learning how you ought to behave yourself in the house of the Lord is part of your spiritual growth. And from time to time, you ought to be taught how to do that because you were not born with it. You don't grow with it. You have to be taught. Praise the Lord. Yes. People go to school to learn diplomacy. Yes. International relations. You think it's for nothing? Hello? It's for nothing. People like event management. Because every event has its own caveat. You can't go there and say that because I know the groom. I will sit where I want. No, 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 no. no. Tell somebody don't do that. And you, hurrah. What are you going to do that? You ought to know how to behave yourself. Praise the Lord. That's why there are implications for being in a place, for living in a kingdom, for living in a nation. Yes. So if you don't have that mind in the presence of God, just, just think about spirit as spirit. When people are going to shrine, they know that it's not a normal place. And they need to be taught how to enter. That's why some enter there without their chalewete. Because it's the house of a spirit. And you can't just enter there because you think on a casual look, the door is open. So anybody can enter. Oh boy, tell somebody to be careful. And this house of God that a lot has been taught about, taught about, taught about. We are the temple of God. We are the house of God. We, we. Bible now says that that is not the only interpretation. Of the house of God. 
that you and I are not just the interpretation of God's house as individuals, that God's house also means the collective gathering of his children plus the structures they serve in and the culture they flow with. So look at the scripture. He's saying that, but if I tell you ought to know how to behave thyself in the house of God. What is that house? Which is the church of the living God. Is what? The house of God is what? The church of the living God. So here, God combines organism with organization. And you can't separate the two. The church of the living God. And he said, this church, which is an organism and an organization on the earth, <laughs> is the pillar and the ground of truth. Is the what? Is the pillar and the ground of truth. That is to say that truth for church is not in the mouth of a politician. Truth for kingdom matters is not in the mouth of a journalist. Truth for church. I don't know about idol worship. I don't know about Shinto, African traditional religion, and whatever. You, you, the fetish priest, do not have what it takes to tell the church what the truth is for the simple reason that nobody, no matter your education level, whether you are a theologian, you are whatever, you are whatever, you have read the Bible back and forth, whatever, all you have is a letter. And the letter will always kill you and disgrace you because it is the church of a spirit whose truth can never be told until you have that spirit. Bible calls him the spirit of truth. And a fetish priest cannot have the spirit of Christ. The Holy Spirit is not living in every politician and every journalist. So you can try your dream, but that is not equal to truth. The truth is a revelation given to people because they have the spirit that is the author of that truth. All scripture is by the inspiration of the spirit. Holy man, holy man. Not politicians, not journalists. And that is not to say you are unholy, but I'm just telling you that you need to have the spirit to be able to understand a dot and a tittle in the scripture. It's not in your mouth. So, when you are happy that some people are saying some things and all of that, and the church crying, who in here anyway, not here? That's not the position of the Bible. And the reason why the church is not necessary to those people is because 
it, it can never be necessary because they don't have the spirit of truth. And the church is the pillar and ground of truth. Whose truth? Not man's truth. God's truth. So it is the church that can tell you that the Lord said we under the new covenant one man, one wife. Regardless of what research says that a man will not be comfortable staying with one woman all his life. That is science. That's not truth. Truth in scripture is that one man, one wife. That's truth. And God knows it is workable, it is possible because Christ is in you. If Christ is not in you, you don't have self-control. So every breast count. Every buttocks count. Are you here at all? But Christ in you, you just focus on one. <laughs> this one thing I do. This one thing, there's always one thing. So people can come and say whatever, whatever. But the church is what will tell the truth of Christ. So, if God wants to give you truth, he will lead you to the church. He will what? I can't hear you. He will what? And give you his truth. The truth is not said in the disco. Not at all. <laughs> hey. The church. So you can choose to love the church or hate the church. But if you love truth, the church is still going to be relevant. The church is a church. And without the church, truth cannot be in this world. Jesus is the way, not a way, there. The truth. Nothing can talk, nothing can be accurate about Jesus than the church. Even our brothers, the Muslims, cannot be, even though they love Jesus, they cannot be as accurate about him as the church can. That's why all they see him is that he's a prophet. And they are not wrong to say he's a prophet. But it's beyond that. Jesus is not just a prophet. Jesus is God personified. And it's difficult to understand that. That's why it's the church that can talk about the truth. So if you're a child of God and you don't, if you say you have loyalty to God and you don't have loyalty to church, you have missed your way. Because it is impossible to grow in your relationship with God and if you are not growing in your relationship with his church. It's not possible. Because your progressive truth, the cycle will be broken when you disconnect from the church. And so, when God will be expecting you to be operating in truth nine, you will be in your kindergarten Sunday school. And Jesus said, he said that there are many things to tell you, but you, are, you don't have the capacity now to contain what I want to teach you. So let the Holy Ghost come. When he's relating with you and he's building you and you are growing, we'll give you 
bones and meat rather than milk. So there's a milk season. And so many people cut themselves off from the church at their milk lactose level. So they grow and they still don't have the capacity to take meat. They don't have capacity to take bones. And they still think they are functional beings. That's why you can be around church for a long time and you are really nothing. You are just a babe. Just a baby. When you go and you hear people making an argument about church, you, you, which that was doing based on your lactogen and uh, <laughs> none one. <laughs> hey, Charlie. <laughs> Why doing that's, that's the only level. I don't know. Is God talking to someone here? Why? Because they can tell you that my father is a priest. We were all born in church. Is the pillar and ground of truth. The church is the pillar. You yourself, your life cannot run well. As a believer, you see, and all these things when we are talking about, the caveat is that a believer must function in a certain way. A married man must function in a certain way. Do we agree? Hello? A married woman must function in a certain way. A single is allowed to function in a certain way. But a married woman is constrained. <laughs> a married man is constrained. Two of us. Marriage put constraints and also grants liberty at the same time. Enhances and inhibits. Same with a single life. For example, we have macocancer. In courtship, it's an insult to me as a woman for you, the man, to ask me for sex. What an insult. Is it your level? What contract do we have? Do we have any covenant? That's an insult. To even ask, maybe you didn't know, so I know a lot of married and just said you didn't know, but today that you are knowing, just know that a marriage must be consummated through sex. Marriage. That the covenant must be established. You see, the sex is built on the covenant of marriage. It's not before the covenant of marriage. So what is inhibited or prohibited in pre-marriage is a liberty, is a facilitator for the marriage. That's why you marry and it has not been consummated through sex. We cannot even call that one marriage. It can be annulled. Oh, brother, what? What in there? Fuck up. So you see that different different systems will enhance and prohibit, and you can't do some things until you are married. And when you are married, you can also not do some things. Praise the Lord. 
So in the kingdom, in the kingdom, you don't bring your earthly life into the kingdom. So you, say, you know how you ought to conduct yourself in the church. And if we don't teach about what God wants us to teach, especially about the church, you will think that in the church you are the most important thing. When the church is the most important thing for your own sustenance. The church is here for your sustenance. You don't sustain the church. <laughs> the church sustains you, the believer. When your energy is down, the church doesn't take energy from you. When your energy is down, you go to the church to get energy. The church is a city of refuge for all believers first and aliens or strangers who can run in and be safe. Are you here at all? Are you sure you are here? Yes. If you can encounter the Lord in your house, it is very clear that this is the house of God. Assuming you didn't know God's address here on earth. This is whose house? Is it my house? Whose house? What does that mean? Eh? When they say some, something is someone's house, what does that mean? The person what? Eh? Person what? Recite. Stop saying oteho. Use the word recite. Recite. That's the address. Uchi rishanya mi wobe biya anwe huna. Uba na sorry fia. Eye ni fia. Ube hunyame. Oteha. If you want to serve God as sermons, and you can't find him anywhere, serve it here. This is the address. And when you are in the church, you also become a personal address. Because you become the temple of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. You are containing the spirit of God in this your earthen vessel. And so, you don't, your house is no more important than the church. Why? Because the concentration of God's presence and activities here in the church is higher than any one single unit place where two or three are gathered. There I am. So the church there is so important. And I, I have to bring the message to an end. So if you are a believer and you don't owe, owe any loyalty to church, it will be difficult for me to believe that you have loyalty towards God in the first place. Anybody who does not respect your marriage and says he respects you is a liar. I mean, my marriage is my decision. How do you respect me? And you don't respect a product of, my, of me. How? Some people say, 
I like you. I don't like your wife. But even if you don't like her, don't say it. But I like her. I like her. I don't like the, I don't like your marriage. But I like you. How? Like how? And people can be in wrong stuff. But if the person is not telling you it's wrong for them, they like it. Is you you have a taste for a man? taste for a woman. It's, it's not marrying based on your taste. It's marrying based on their own taste. So assess their taste and accept their taste. <laughs> Are you here? <laughs> yeah. My pastor used to say so many years ago that if you don't respect my wife, you don't respect me. Period. And do you know how you know that? My pastor's wife may have an issue with you and you may blast her. But same issue pastor has with you, you refuse to blast pastor. Even sometimes with a more radical reaction from pastor towards you, because you respect him that much, you refuse to misbehave. But you won't take that from the wife. Anybody who doesn't respect the church does not respect Christ. It's simple. Christ is the husband to the church. And you throw filth on the church, you are indirectly saying that Christ, Mpono, you are nobody you are throwing filth at, at Christ. It's, it's so simple. It's so simple that our generation can just allow people to hide behind commenta- com- commentary. Commentating and saying that, see, yes, and this are not sorry, this are not sorry. Obi Donahira also won't pay a camera at that name. Do you know how romantic it is for the husband? That without that, I come, the husband doesn't even find any romantic spot. When I bet you, I never saw granny. Just walk up alone, cry, cry, plastic surgery, a man, no man, the new one I am smooth. Who is our idea? Who is our reno? Christ, I'm sorry. Hey. Obi who on Obi Osi eh? No ma mi ni ni nufu bebre yore kwai. Pacho nufu na yode ya. Se sa nufu size ni nyuwa nka kwai biase ni wasa ba pande ware no me no catch it. Or the wood here there. Ma ma mo kataso. The lady covered it without thinking. Or the wood kwai. Ah. One, one prophet, just a father figure of mine, 
he looked at one of our singers, very close daughter of his, and said, the lady is slim. Like, there's nothing. Meat is good. Obinsum penam bakokra. And who are you? Like who are that's why I say that who are you to curse or condemn another man's servant? Who are you? Is he your servant? Is he your church? Okay, we'll continue next week. Please rise. <laughs> Tell somebody you need to be loyal to the church. The universal church. And this church that God has led you into. Say, Keeper's House is my church. It's my ordained garden. And I have to be loyal to the church. Say, it may not be perfect in all our ways. But we are true to Christ. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244 177 831 or 0204 916 168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.